0: I want to just let you know that due to the graphic nature of what Hamas inflicted on Israel this past week, my sermon may be disturbing to some children. So you may, just may, want to step out for the next 12 or so minutes. Um, And I want to let everyone know uh, here um, or at home, but here, if you're here, we have resources for how to talk to your children about what's happening in Israel, um, just on the table outside next to the water. Um, For those of you at home, email me or any of our clergy. We'd be happy to send them to you. This week should have been one of joy, a celebration of turning the Torah as our people have done for thousands of years through happiness and through hardship beginning anew with the book of Genesis, the story of the creation of the world. But instead, this week, as we read God saying, v'yahi or let there be light, all we can see is darkness. As we all know, last Shabbat, Hamas terrorists murdered 1,300 Israelis, the vast majority of them civilians. They went home to home to home, exterminating entire families, killing parents in front of their children and vice versa. They massacred 250 young people at a concert for peace, murdered and even beheaded babies. 3,000 people were wounded. More Jews were murdered than on any day since the Shoah. 150 were taken captive into Gaza. And all week, we have been watching the recordings of the barbarism and the suffering. We have been watching mothers on cable news plead with the world to help bring back their captured children from Gaza. They cry out, Ayeka, where are you? The same question that God asks Adam, asks Adam, in our Torah portion, as Adam hides from God in the Garden of Eden. Now our sages ask, why would God ask this question? If God knows everything, mustn't God know where Adam is? Rabbi Schneer Zalman, the the Hasidic master, explains that this question, ayeka, is not just addressed to Adam, but is addressed to every human being in every age, This past Shabbat, when God looked down at the world and called out to all of humanity, "Ayeka, where are you? All that resounded was silence. Hamas showed God the inhumanity that human beings are capable of. As you may know, the the Torah is written without vowels. And that same word, "Ayeka, where are you? With different vowels spelled Echa. How? How could this happen? How could such a terrible thing befall our people? The word Echa is the Hebrew title of the Book of Lamentations, which recalls the destruction of Jerusalem and the murder of thousands of Jews by the Babylonians in 586 BCE, 2,700 years ago. Echa. How could this happen? happen. And the words of lamentation speak to us this week. Al-eila al ani bochia, for these things do I weep. My eyes flow with tears. Far from me is any comforter. Who might revive my spirit? My children are forlorn, for the foe has prevailed. My eyes are spent with tears. Lamentations continues. My heart is in tumult over the ruin of my poor people, as babes and sucklings languish in the squares of the city, they keep asking their mothers, where is bread? Where is wine? As they languish like battle-wounded in the squares of the town as their life runs out in their mother's arms. Echa. How? How much suffering can a people endure? Echa is the question I have been asking myself all week, between fits of weeping that creep up when I'm walking the dog, when I'm sitting in silence, every time more news comes out. I know that we are all suffering. We are all lost and scared. The journalist Eve Barlow channeled what I think many of us are feeling when she wrote yesterday, It feels so jarring to see people discuss their days at work or complain about the price of gas. I see people smiling, and I am envious of their ignorance. I don't feel a part of their world. I feel inside my own, totally inside it, moving through a place that feels taken from me, unsafe for me. I feel like I'm walking down the street, but my feet couldn't be further from the concrete. Ayeka. Where are you? Eicha, it is a silence only God can bear. Lift then thine eyes to the roof, there's nothing there. A table, excuse me, a tale unfold horrific to the ear of man, a tale of cloven belly, feather filled, of nostrils nailed, of skull bones bashed and spilled, of murdered men who from the beams were hung, and of a babe beside its mother flung, its mother speared, the poor chick finding rest upon its mother's cold and milkless breast, of how a dagger halved an infant's word its mama never heard. These words from the poem In the City of Slaughter by Chaim Nahum alec describe the 1903 Kishinev pogrom, but every word could have been written about this past week. After Israel's creation as Jews, we thought that such wanton and bloodthirsty murder would be consigned to the dustbin of history. And this week we found out that we were wrong. But today, 2023 is different. For most of Jewish history, as the angry mob killed our ancestors, the government, the powerful, either orchestrated it or cheered it on. But this past week, the most powerful country the world has ever known sent a carrier strike group to the Eastern Mediterranean, a message to Iran, to Hezbollah, and to the world, don't mess with Israel. In the words of the United States Secretary of State this week, the people of Israel have long and rightly prided themselves on their self-reliance, on their ability to defend themselves even when the odds are stacked against them. The message that I bring to Israel is this, you may be strong enough on your own to defend yourself, but as long as America exists, you will never ever have to. We will always be there by your side. And the world has stood by Israel's side. The blue and white of Israel's flag lit up the Eiffel Tower, Brandenburg Gate, the Sydney Opera House, bringing a little bit of light into our darkness. The world, for now, I think that's key, for now, it's fulfilling the dictum from Pirke Avot, Makom she'en anashim, hishtate, hishtatel liot ish, in a place where there are no humans strive to be one. How can we be that ish? How can we bring humanity back to a world devoid of it? We can show Israelis and our fellow Jews that we are with them, just like everyone here is doing tonight. We can give to causes on the ground that can make a difference, as so many of you have already. There is truly so much need. We can pray that the world will continue to stand by Israel. We can pray for the safety of Israel soldiers that in fighting to blot out Hamas from the world, Palestinian civilian casualties will be minimized. We can pray for the day when God can ask, Ayeka, where are you? And good and peaceful people of conscience will respond, Hinenu, here we are. as I did at our congregational vigil on Monday night, I'd like to end with words from Israel's president, Isaac Herzog, and his address from Sunday night. He said, our country has been fighting since the dawn of its creation for its very existence, for the right to be a free people in our own land. And in the face of every hardship and every enemy, time after time, we discover our resilience and our unbreakable spirit. We overcome We find the greatness of soul. We rise from the abyss of grief and sorrow, and we storm ahead. The Jewish people have been here before, have risen out of every darkness. And with God's help, we will never stop striving to be an or legoyim, a light unto the nations. So may God grant Israel the strength and courage she needs to defend herself. And though the day might be distant, Someday, may God grant Israel peace. Kei may it be God's will.